We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. <laughs> Do you think so? Uh, I'm just I'm watching on uh, TNN right now. TNT. Uh, it's not TNT. We actually, for some reason, have the NHL Network on. No, it says TNT on it. It's no, the no. entire Craig, time Craig. I'm watching this game, Craig. it said TNT. Because the game aired on TNT. Yeah. Right now, we're watching NHL Network. With well, why are we watching that? I can't answer that one. Why is it on? Why is that know. on? I don't know. Paul Rosenberg must have done it. I Vincent von Vincent. Was, uh, I thought there was an, uh, an outdoor hockey game on. I was like, I'm in on that. I'm going to make a prediction that Vincent von Vincent at some point was on the air last night and yeah. decided to go to No, NHL no, I put TV. it on. I put it on. You put it on? Yeah, because I thought they were playing. I was like, I've played, you know... You in play- a prelude to that game. What do you mean? Do you remember when they did the Winter Classic at Yankee Stadium? I, of course. Yeah, so I played on that ice at Yankee Stadium. Did you really? Yeah. How'd you do? Uh, well, I did pretty well to the very end. Right. I played goalie, as you know. Gave up a bunch of goals? So it was the late Mike Bossy used to have a wonderful charity. Mm-hmm. And one of the events you do every year would be a Mike Bossy, uh, like all-star celebrity hockey game. So he kindly invited Boomer and I to come play in the game at Yankee Stadium. Right. Like, what a thrill. What an honor, sure, right? Yeah. So I'm playing goalie for the team that's playing against the Mike Bossy All-Stars. All right? And Mike Bossy comes in, and I stone him. I stop him. <laughs> Clearly, and I want to be very f- clear about this, he scores whenever he wants to score. So he kind of made it easy for me. Right. And as Boomers <laughs> later said... He shot the puck at me. He wasn't trying to score. So, of course, I talk, I start talking all kinds of smack. Yo, bossy, yo, this and that. And I'm all pumped up about it. 4-4 <laughs> game, under 10 seconds to go. Mike Bossy gets the puck on a breakaway, and it's just me and him. <laughs> and he did some kind of move and deked me and stopped at the goal line. And Evan, <laughs> I dove eight feet to my right, right out of the goal. <laughs> and then he just stood there and looked at me. And he goes, I score when I want to score. <laughs> That's great. I'm Mike Bossy. That's legendary. Yeah. Man. And he scored the game winning goal in overtime. That's not something to and be And it was awesome. That's not something to be ashamed of. That's something that's no, awesome, dude. It was one of the great moments of my athletic life. Yeah. Like, uh, I played hockey at Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Not a lot of people did that. And Mike Bossy scored the game-winning goal against me. This that is why I always say, I would have purposely given up the Aaron Judge 60-second home run. Because I'd always how have that memory. How does that relate to the other? Like, how does... Wait a second. How does giving up a goal to an all-time great player... Yeah. Similar to giving up a $3 million baseball. Because I would always have that memory. And by the way, he was offered three million for it. He went to auction and only got a million five for Wait, it. So would you have the given knucklehead. would you have given the ball away for nothing? No, no, no. What I'm saying is yeah, I'm confused. Two, you're, we're conflating two things. Maybe I'm, my fault. Yes. I would have purposely given up I would have grooved the fastball to judge. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And that's what I'm saying. I gotcha. If I was the pitcher. I apologize. Like we used to debate, like, do yes. I want to get him out 
Or do I want to be a part of history? Yeah. I choose history. You know what? The more I've thought about that, yes. do you know Mike Bassick? You know Mike Bassick? Oh, I mean, who doesn't? Mike Is Bassick. Is that your chubby friend of yours that you go to games with? No. Oh. Mike. That's who? Mike Baseglia. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Mike Baseglia is not chubby. Right. And no, Mike Bassick is a talk show host in Texas. Never heard of him. True story. All right. Mike Bassick was a former Major League Baseball player. Oh, there you go. Very little known baseball player. Played yeah. for the Mets for a little bit and gave up Barry Bonds' 756th home run. Okay. So I am convinced that Mike Bassick giving up that home run has probably helped him in his later career. Made him more well-known, yeah. notorious, whatever the Something know, to talk about, because no yeah. offense to Bassick, what else are you talking about? Let me tell about? you the time I gave up Bonds' 756th. <laughs> right. Yeah, vote for me, that kind of thing. And he's good, I've heard him. Yeah. I heard okay. him interviewed recently on a Nick podcast, I forget which one, I apologize, talking about the Mavericks. Swear to God. And I was like, Mike Bassick is a freaking talk show host? Yeah. But I think of him as the guy that gave up the 756th home run, and it proves your point that being a part of history is probably good overall for you. Yeah. So Mike Bossy scored the game-winning goal against me in overtime. That's, may, not, may the he rest in peace. That's not the same. To me, it is. You couldn't have stopped it. No, I had no chance. Exactly. Yeah, but I was there. I was there, and I, the point is, Evan, I stopped him earlier in the game, because, and it pissed him off. Right, but he he reminded you of when it matters, I will score on yes. you whenever I want. And I was like, I respect that, Mr. Bossy, but five minutes ago, I won. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. Um. Here, I'm very confused. What's right the matter? Now. Hi, SNY. Thank you to Grubbub for uh, putting us on SNY. Well, I'm confused because I'm buying Dunkin' Donuts for everybody. Uh, oh, yeah, you're I, hiding it. I got my Dunkin' Donuts. Oh. I'm happy. Thank yeah, you, Chris. He was hiding my drink behind my computer. Oh. He was about to feel the wrath. <laughs> Big Mac knows. I'm looking around like. Yeah, you, he walked drink. in there, and then you gave the look. And I'm like, there's no way he forgot Craig's coffee. Right. But, well, not coffee. Frozen uh, well, I'm sorry. mocha. mocha that would have been great oh, after, you offer, after you offer Dunkin' Donuts. I yeah. end up with my bagel and cream And I get nothing. And you get nothing. And by the way, I keep telling you medium. I don't need a large. If I get the seven pumps of caramel, it doesn't work in a large. It only I need 14 pumps in a large. If you're going to get the size I want, then it's seven pumps of caramel. If you get the large, I need 14 pumps. They just give me, they overdo the ice, so they just put everything in a large. I tell the medium, they put it in a large. No, no, see, this wouldn't fit in a medium. I understand that. They, Therefore, they put it's too watered much down. They put too much ice in it. Oh, there. no, they never put too much of anything. They're brilliant. They're amazing. I of course <laughs> they're brilliant, but I'm saying why it's in a large. You're fired. Okay. All right, that's that. I love Vincent Von Vincent. He's not one to take a loss. He's one to argue with you until the I bitter end. I thought he was very good with Keith uh, a couple weeks ago. I could see that being a duo that may make some noise around here. Yeah, right? he's a talented host. I mean, Keith would rather work solo. I respect that. But there are nights in that summertime when that five <laughs> hour goes on and on and on, and you might want a little uh, help. That's the guy right there. <laughs> I got big plans for that guy right there. Not really. <laughs> I was going to say. He tries to make him feel good about himself. He's single. He lives with four guys in Queens. It's disgusting. Vincent Von Vincent, I have nothing but love for you because he sparked the Nets. After the Nets lost to the Bulls, right after they hired John Why does Vaughn, he have to go back to the Nets? Because that's what I think of. Uh, Rosie stood up, Vincent Von Vincent, at Barclays Center after the Bulls beat the Nets, Nets collapsed, <clears throat> and screamed, Jacques Vaughn isn't going to save you, you losers! And ever since then, it's been magic. So nice. thank you, Vincent Von Vincent. Here's uh, Avi in Long Island on the fan. Avi, how you doing, buddy? 
I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Thank you so much. So I like the uh, the comments you're making about the AED. Um, yeah, the defibrillator. Yeah, so I've been in the I've been the defibrillator. I've been in EMT since I was 19 years old. I'm 45 now, mm-hmm. and uh, I've used those. Um, I've seen them come into the service of you know in the profession. Yeah, and having them on the side of every sports event from a child, whether it's a law in New York, it, sh- it shouldn't be a law. It should just be logic. Yeah, you're right. That those are always there. And uh, using them and seeing how quickly um, they get to, they get them in use is what is key. What bothered me last night was that ridiculous timeline that people kept showing. Yeah. Like, as if it was some sort of a plane crash, you know, the time it took off. It, like, there's yeah. so many things that go into getting that stuff done. Like, you got to expose his chest, cut his clothes off. You have to wipe down perspiration, shave a chest. There's a there's a million and one things that you might have to do before you get that done. And doing that, you know, with calm professionalism in in a stadium is remarkable. Yeah, um, I think the word that Joe Buck used uh, in an interview with the New York Post, which uh, I just read, is feverishly. Hmm. And, you know, knock on wood, very few people ever have to, you know, experience what you do on a regular basis, Avi. And you can imagine... How how efficient the medical staff was because don't forget guys go down on every other play uh, and not mm-hmm. knowing what the injury is or the situation and by the way you didn't even see like frantic hurry up hurry up like we've seen with some so they don't even know what they're walking into right and the fact that they quickly assessed you know he's not breathing his heart's not whatever it is and went into action. I mean, is just beyond the scope of what any rational person could ever Look, understand. Well, you said it. They saved the man's life. They saved the man's life last night. Period. Stop. Yep. 100%. They gave him a chance, the best chance that he can get. They got him to a trauma center. Um, it's really, but if you want to take a takeaway, it's not, you know, you are right. One in a zillion, you, you can't change the sport. But what you can do, if you, your kid plays in a league, because this could happen at any level. And there are no defibrillators there, you know. Figure out a way to get one there. They've gotten so much less expensive over the last twenty-five years. Put them, and they do talk to you. They talk to me just like you mentioned. They talk to you. Yeah. Um, they take you step by step, even for the professionals for the AD. Uh, I didn't know that. So, yeah. So I mean, listen, they, they do speak to us. Uh, Avi, I appreciate what you do, and thanks for checking into that, buddy. And he's right. You know, forget about dumb timelines or criticisms of this and that. There are men and uh, women in there. And he's right, you know, probably cutting his jersey, cutting his pads off, wiping his chest down, and going to work. And uh, that's the scene that Joe Buck was describing. Yeah. And we didn't see and it. And I'm glad we and didn't see it. And by the way, I don't we, we, we didn't need to see it. You know, you can see it on TV. I mean, it's similar. It's just not real. Right. But we all know what it is. The real thing is scarier, and yeah. it's not necessary. I mean, when, they, when we had to go through our CPR training, and by no means am I a CPR expert, I'm not. I did what I had to do to pass a training course, which you can take online, and you get a certificate. But there are videos they show you. And if you want to go beyond that, you know, you can actually go to, I believe, like a local firehouse, maybe even sign up for CPR classes. Right. I believe they still do that at a lot of the firehouses here. Um, and the videos, though, are, like, alarming. Almost to the point where you're like, I never want to be in that position. No, of course not. Where I'm the guy responsible but- for uh, you know, resuscitating but you can't, a heart attack victim. You can't plan it. I mean, no. it's, it's not the same, but think about the Heimlich maneuver, how that could save someone's life. You're choking on something, yeah. you don't plan on it, 
And someone could literally, I'll never forget my father-in-law saved my life. I was choking a couple of years yeah. ago. He went right behind me. Did yeah. the Heimlich maneuver thing popped out? I felt better. Do you know Scary that, as hell, man. You know that Jimmy Carter once tried to kill Ronald Reagan and he was saved by the Heimlich maneuver? Stop it. Stop it. Jimmy Carter. Well, tried not to exactly. Kill I shouldn't Ronald. say that. Well, way. that's how you opened I it. May, I mean, Skip Bayless. I yeah. mean, it's the open that matters. <laughs> I shouldn't have said it like that. So Ronald Reagan was on an airplane, and a guy that eventually uh, was a member, I think, of his cabinet, right, is sitting next to him. And that guy knew how to do the Heimlich. Right. Ronald Reagan, pre-president, obviously, was eating peanuts and started to choke to death on a peanut. Yeah. The guy sitting next to him recognized the signs of a choking victim and went into action, gave Ronald Reagan the Heimlich, and saved his life. I think George W. Bush, while he was president, choked on a pretzel. Is that right? True story. Yeah. Did he say that these pretzels are making me thirsty or not? <laughs> he did not do that. Yeah. I've never done the Heimlich. You ever do the Heimlich? No, I've had it done to me, but I've yeah. never done it. And yeah. thank God it was done to me. You think you would have like I don't you know what? I don't know, but I'm glad it was done anyway. Yeah, did it come like flying out? It not flying, but it plopped out. It, it did. Like, it plopped out. That's scary. But it's harrowing. Because I think of you know what I keep thinking of in that moment in all seriousness, no jokes? I think of my wife screaming and how scared she was. Yeah, and I, that's the thing that gets to me. It wasn't even was me. she yelling at your father-in-law not to do it? <laughs> no, she was saying she was just scared. Like she wasn't yelling at my yeah. father, "Kill him, please!" Just no, get rid like, of Jose. This was the plan all along. <laughs> like <laughs> you want to stop making those quesadillas or not? <laughs> <laughs> We've had enough chorizo. We don't even like it. Oh, I love those chorizo. Yeah, so do I. By the way, not for nothing. Love your father-in-law. You know that. I'm his biggest fan. What are you about to do? It has been about nine and a half months <laughs> since we have been blessed with the Evan Roberts brings in chorizo, dips, quesadillas, and the like. Yeah. And not his job to do it. Not but his job. It's been damn near a year since he it's did it. It's been a while. He's getting a little maybe, lazy. Maybe we'll, no, maybe we'll pick yeah. a special occasion. The Giants in the postseason. You want to do that? Week of the Giant playoff game? Oh, you mean wait for that week? I think it should be a special occasion. I don't think I should just randomly bring in food. I think it should mean something. So, I I'll give it. you a choice. I'll give Go you a choice. Go Either a giant playoff game, Carlos Correa officially signs, yeah. or maybe when the Brooklyn Nets advance their winning streak and break their franchise all-time record, which is 14, in case you're keeping track at home. I got a better idea. Go ahead. Why don't we just pick a random, what's today? Today's Tuesday? Today is Tuesday. Why don't we just pick a random Tuesday in January where we give him enough notice where you, know, you can get all the ingredients, and you'll just bring it in on a Tuesday. I will enjoy some chorizo quesadillas. Should I bring it up uh, or bring it in with, when you least expect it so it's not planned? Well, I wouldn't do it, no, because I might have already made lunch plans for myself. Oh, he may have his Pokeball. Yeah, I apologize. Yeah, my Pokeball. <laughs> yeah. Why don't we just pick the last Tuesday? There you go. All right, I'll that pick way it you got a month to get it. By the way, All do right? you have any update on the House Speaker situation? Yes. This has been scintillating. They're going around three. This has never happened. First time since 1923. Yeah, 100 years. This is crazy. I love it. I texted a friend of mine seeing if he wanted to be speaker. <laughs> Who's that? I have not heard back. <laughs> do you know that anybody could be house speaker? Like, no, literally, I do not. No, I, don't even know, I don't even know what the speaker does. Okay. Well, usually the house speaker's in the house. I know they piss a lot of people off. That's they usually do. Yeah. And you have the gavel, which is nice. But anybody could be house speaker. So technically, the Republicans who have the power right now could nominate Craig Carton. 
He could be the compromise choice. How many votes do I need? You need majority, which is 218. I'll get that. You're right away. I, got, I got that locked down. 218, that's it? That's it. All right, I'm in. I'm in. So now here's my question. What's up? Do they just keep voting for the same yeah. people over and well, over again? Well, they're trying to get. There's a split. Because it looks like that's what they're doing in round three. It's the same two guys. So the, Well, sort of. The Hakeem Democrats. Jeffries from Brooklyn. Yeah, but he's not going to win. He's a Democrat. this McCarthy guy from. Uh, Kevin McCarthy is the guy that there are 10 or 15 Republicans who are like, no, 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 no. So they keep voting against them. The Democrats are just going to vote Hakeem Jeffries over and over again. He's from Brooklyn, by the way. I said that, yeah. Oh, did you say that? Yeah. Right, I'm going to repeat yeah. that. Uh, and they're just going to keep voting until either people change their mind or they come up with a compromise candidate. I got a guy. Who do you got? I mean, why not my guy? Who's your guy? Why not make my guy the Speaker of the House? Is Cody yeah. Decker thinking of running for something? <laughs> Cody Decker couldn't spell Speaker of the House. <laughs> Who's yeah. your guy? CC. C squared. Craig Carton. No. Come on. Chris Candido? You He's know who alive. I'm talking about. Let's get my guy in there. <laughs> guy? Let's get Chris Christie hey, up in there. Hey, Chris Christie. Yeah, put him right in there. I don't think he'd get the vote. Speaker of the House. I like the idea. I don't think oh, he'd get he the would win in a landslide. Does he want it? Ask uh, him. No, I'm not. We don't talk politics. No. We avoid all politics. <laughs> yeah. There, there you go. You never talk politics with him? I mean, not that I'm going to share with you. Can you ask? No. Well, forget politics. Can you ask him what the update is on Carlos Correa? Carlos Correa? <laughs> yeah, I will. Here's uh, Chris and Ron Conkema. Chris, what's going on? Hey guys, how you doing? I, they, they was they were talking on the other network, you know, ESPN, and Bob Scott mentioned it. But it is it, it, actually a penalty what Higgins did. He, he, you can't seek a defender out and put your head into him. I mean, and, and that's better. And he said it, and he said it very eloquently. That is a foul. And I, if you look at the play, I, 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 when I first saw it, I said. To myself, he ran it. He, he, he created the contact with the guy. But wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can I ask you a question, all seriousness? Why sure. does that kind of matter in this case? You know what I mean? Like, oh, no, it, it matters to the point where if you want to clean the NFL up, Evan, right? Don't, don't. You should penalize that stuff so they don't do it. Well, but I don't think the hit is necessarily. It's not illegal. What caused it? You know what I mean? Like, yes, the hit kind of pre led to it happening, but if we believe that it was the exact moment where his heartbeat was at this millisecond oh, moment oh, where it's a flash of lightning event that could occur, then are we really saying that the hit by Higgins is what Yeah, but hold on. I, I'm sure you've done the same thing here, Chris. I've watched this like everyone else has a hundred times, and there's nothing illegal that I can see. With all due respect to Bart Scott, who obviously played the game, I never did. But he leads with his shoulder. Yeah, no, the way he didn't like, go. Why in the world would that be illegal? No, 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 no you, you can't see. You, 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 his helmet hits the guy in the chest. Yeah. Look at the play. So he, he, the guy saw contact on purpose to the defender. First of all, I looking at the replay, it wasn't really his helmet. It was his, his body. Shoulder. It was his shoulder. That yeah, that's my point. His helmet, his helmet does Yeah, look, listen, um, I hear what you're saying. Uh, again, all due respect to Barry, yeah, who the, I adore, I just, I don't, I don't well, agree. There, there's two issues. Number one, debating if it's a penalty or not. But the second part is, do we think that it's the violence of football that caused what happened no, last night? No, it was a fluke situation. Okay, so if we agree In it's my a fluke situation, no, you're probably right. Yes. So then what are we doing here? Uh, uh, what are we legislating some, here? I didn't hear what Bart said, so I'm not going to comment on it because I don't know what he said. Um, I know he's trending, so he said something that people are reacting to. Um, you guys can fire what Bart said for me just so I know. 
Um, are we are we trying to blame someone? Is that what's going there's, on now? But there's no blame. If it, there look, is no blame to we, be had here. Craig, we don't know what happened, but it's it's becoming, I don't even know if I should say likely, but it's been thought of that it's this, this Commodio Cordis that caused this, which is a blunt hit that just happens at this really specific time between heartbeats that could cause this. If that's what happened, then... It's so not I guess necessarily, that's what's going on here. but it's He's, not necessarily the hit. Then it's just the awful timing of it. It's look. It's again with respect. I like Bart, and I respect the fact that he played the game. You and I didn't, but I watched so you've watched it a hundred times. There's nothing wrong with what T. Higgins did, and to try now to find blame in a situation that's like a unicorn that will most likely knock on Woodley's never happen again, and hasn't happened. In the history of the NFL, to me, I think is, I don't want to say outrageous, but it's its kind of like a, a sad attention grab. Like, what did T. Higgins didn't do anything wrong? T. Higgins wrong. did nothing wrong, and it's not, in a weird way, tell me if I'm crazy, I don't think it's relevant to what ended up no, happening to if this we kid. accept the fact that it was nothing special one way or the other about the violence of the hit, of a tackle. Right. And that's what this was. Then why are we looking to blame somebody for what appears to be a very unique situation that nobody could have seen coming? It wasn't he didn't spear him. He didn't target him. It wasn't a hit to the head. It wasn't a hit with the head. Right. It didn't go against any of the many rules that are in place to protect players from each other. And, look, and again, caller I did not hear the exact comments. Um, I'll listen to it offline uh, during the next break, but I just think if, if that's the direction people are going in, that's crazy. I don't know why we. Have, I, I don't. I, don't I, here's, it pisses me like off. You because, said you can listen to it during the break. I'm sorry. God, I don't know why when a situation like this happens, there has to be criticism towards this guy and that group and this guy and that group. What happened last night is a tragedy. It was a sad and, moment and Craig, T. in NFL history. And T. Higgins is a, is a human being who probably is going to be greatly affected for the rest of his life off of this. Let's be perfectly honest. Whether he did anything, and he didn't do anything wrong, but in his mind, he's going to think, wow. But why do we always have to find somebody to blame or somebody to be critical of? I view it the other way. I want to highlight the life-saving techniques that were used by the trainers of both teams that saved this guy's life. That's the focus, right? And the sadness that comes with what we watched on TV last night. Why do we have to find somebody to blame? There's nobody to blame Especially here. when, in, in this case, there really isn't anyone to blame. There was like, nothing there are, dirty. There was there nothing are, untoward. Right. There are plenty of situations in which, yeah, you could blame somebody. Teams didn't do anything wrong. And honestly, I feel horrible for him. Because you know what's going through his mind right now, Craig. You can only imagine. Uh, and by the way, he doesn't. I mean, how many more times you got to watch it? He doesn't lead with his no, helmet. No, well, that's the other thing. It's just not true. He comes in with the side of his shoulder and makes contact. That's all. It's a regular football hit. That's what it is. And football features a lot of hits, hundreds of hits throughout an NFL game. It you happens. Know, sometimes there are accidents. And they are blameless. Yes. It happens. Yes. And last night is one of those moments where there was a terrible accident that nobody can be blamed for, as opposed to trying to blame somebody. But you know what? Can I ask you this, Craig? Yeah. Let's say there's a lot of penalties in the NFL. 
Lots of them. Sure. Plays in which you say, hey, that's a penalty. If someone committed a penalty yeah. and it led to something horrific like this, oh, we the, the guy's playing football. Yeah. Like, the guy didn't mean to do it necessarily. Right. I think Even are, if there was a penalty, I wouldn't want to blame the guy. I think there are some examples, rare examples, yes. That are egregious. Can, yes. Sure. When you could take a situation and say that guy should be blamed. But there's a lot of times in which but it's not. But the majority, not. I would say, are not. The vast majority. Yeah, like 90-plus percent majority. Like, just because it's yeah. a penalty in the NFL doesn't mean it was this egregious, uh, horrific thing. Who was the guy um, on the Bengals when they played the Steelers? Uh, Vincent um, with the B. Uh, he's fined so many times. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ford, yeah. Um, Vincent Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. That guy was dirty. Yeah, he was a dirty player. Guys like that. You know, but this was not dirty. This was not illegal. Vontez Perfect. Vontez Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Like, that was the guy that came to mind. That yeah. guy was dirty. Yeah, was dirty that guy tried to hurt people. There's dirty and players. Did, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. We all, everyone's got to make it about them. You know, it's what, so where we live in now. Let me be the guy that's out there. So, instead of talking about what happened, you're talking about me. It's one of the worst parts of the media today. Mm. Is that it's it's just let me say something that makes me the story now, you know. And we've been watching that you know unfold, you know, online last night and all day today. But look at all the good. I just read Tom Brady donated ten thousand dollars to Demar Hamlin's toy drive. So that toy drive is continuing. As long as it wasn't an FTX. So- we're all good. <laughs> you're funny. That that charity man though is piling up the money. Yeah, I hope the money just goes to his family and him. Yeah, I think it's. Yeah, I mean they'll do the right thing and it goes to you buy toys for the kids and that's great. But I hope uh, some of the money is is allowed to be used by his family for whatever you know future expenses they might have as a result of this. Also, no, you're right. Sounds like a great kid too. Yeah, I was I was I don't know if it was Tiki and Tierney or yeah I think Julian Love told the story Mm. that um, he knew him right. Yeah, he looked up to him. Right. I guess he was a year ahead of him in high school, maybe, and he was like the guy you wanted to be like. And I think one of the stories is he was recruited by you know every major you know college uh, to play football, and he chose Pitt. And people are like, wow, why would you go to Pitt? Like you could have gone to Notre Dame, could have gone to like an SEC school, right? And apparently the story goes he has a younger brother, and. Because of where the family lived. They're from the Pittsburgh yeah, area, right? He thought he could be a much better influence in his younger brother's life by being there. Right. So he forego, foregoed, forget what's the word? He said no to much bigger scholarships at more prestigious universities so that he could be a great older brother. Right. Like this sounds like the greatest kid yeah, ever. Yeah, sounds like a good kid. You know, no which doubt. is another reason everybody's pulling for him. Because he's such a good kid. Right, I think you mentioned it earlier. Mike Tomlin said he knew him since he was 12 because he grew up in that Pittsburgh area. He was yeah. a youth football player and actually developed a relationship with Coach Tomlin. Yeah, 877-337-6666. Here's uh, Eddie in Livingston, New Jersey. Eddie, good afternoon. How are you? Craig, Evan, what is up? What is up? I dislike that guy, but it's, it's cool. I like you guys. And uh, <laughs> C-Mac, he's my boy over there. He's all right. He's cool. Um, but I, I'm, I'm surprised you guys don't mention the uh, Christian Erickson episode because I, I mean, know maybe you guys don't like uh, soccer. No, not at all. I know well. Christian hey. Erickson, uh, you know, crashed out on the field, was resuscitated, brought back to life, and they finished the game. Well, didn't he also play soccer again? Like, isn't I he playing so, yeah. again? Which yeah. is crazy. Yeah, he's yeah. For Man United right now, but they actually his his club team. That was when he was playing for Denmark International. 
Um, they finished that game five hours after that incident. Oh, was it that long? I didn't realize that. I got it. Oh, yeah. He, he ended up getting a pacemaker, mm. um, and uh, his, his club team cut him, but Man United picked him up afterwards. You know, I guess, uh, I don't know, damaged goods, but a discount deal, I guess. And he's playing now. He's got the pacemaker. And there it, you and go. Good. Yeah, but, and that happened on the field. Happened and on the same field, kind yeah. of thing. Medics had to rush out there and perform. You know, life saving CPR. Long, and they ended up playing the game, like you said. I didn't realize it was five hours later. Yeah, no, no, yeah. I, it was delayed big time. But they ended up finishing the game. And then the crazy part is, which is great for him, is that he's playing soccer again. Good job, Eddie. Pardon me. Good job, Eddie. Appreciate that. I remember when that story came out, and it was it was scary as hell. Same you thing. Know, did you see the uh, the other story that you know? It's funny. Some depending on when you make news and what else is going on. It gets a lot of attention or it gets no attention. Oh, definitely. There is a significant story in the world of sports today that is really, I mean, it's gotten some attention because I'm aware of it, but it's not getting anywhere near the attention. Well, Craig, I think would have gotten. Listen, bro, I, I appreciate I'm going to beat you down if I you say the Nets win 12 you in a row. Up the Nets winning 12 in a yeah, row. No. But we all know they've won 12 in a row. You don't make a, need to make a big thing about it. Yeah. But I appreciate you attempting to bring it up. Uh, it Thank is not you. the Nets winning 12 in a uh, row. What is it then? Well, what, if, what do you think would happen if the commissioner of one of the major sports was caught on camera slapping his wife in the face twice, throwing her down on the ground, and then stomping on her? They once? would already have resigned. Like, it already would be on New Year's Eve. Yeah, the guy would already be gone. Done. Yeah, well, it happened, and that person has not resigned. And why is that? Because his name is Dana White. Yeah, but why would Dana White be able to get away with that and ours well, not? Well, I will see if he does get away with it. So uh, his wife slaps him first. They're in a club in Mexico on New Year's Eve. They're having some kind of argument where they're, like, grabbing each other's wrists. And then she slaps him. And then he hauls off and twice, open-handed, pop, pop right in the dome. And then physically throws her to the ground. And then it appears... Maybe not, but it appears that he gave her a little horse stomp, too. So is he going to be removed as president? Well, he's, well, CAA owns it now. Right, so since he doesn't own it, and this is the way I think about this. And tell me if it's not the same at all, and maybe it isn't. Vince McMahon back in the day, when he owned owned yeah. WWF and WWE, he got away with anything. Yes, I mean, well, Dana was, no longer owns it. They sold it. Exactly. Yeah. When Vince took the WWE public, it was a game changer. That's why Vince McMahon was forced into retirement. because yeah, now you have to answer to other people. Yes, if this was 20 years ago, all these accusations against him, he'd say, screw you, I'm Vince McMahon. But now he can't do that. Correct. So my question with Dana White is, since it's owned by a bigger company, yeah. he's not surviving this. Uh, he probably survives it. How? Um, it's weird. Like He's kind of minimized the whole thing. He's like, yeah, we were drinking a lot. She was uh, wrong. I was wrong. We'll be all right. But if Roger Goodell, and like, oh, okay, no problem. But if Roger Goodell, or Rob Manfred, or Adam, yeah, they'd be any, at the same day. They'd be done. Right, rightfully so. So right. explain to me what what the difference is. Um, I don't know. Okay, I don't know. But uh, it seems like he's kind of poop. Like ah, oh, you know, we were I drinking too much, and she hit me first. Yeah, one of those deals, and it was a bad situation. But and, there, there yeah, we'll be all right. There won't be a pressure campaign by people in the world of the MMA. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't Dude, know. There was a pressure campaign last night to get rid of Skip Bayless. I saw athletes all over the place yes. saying you got to cancel this guy, That's fire this guy today. I've been reading the same stuff you've been reading. That has not stopped. Yeah, I don't know if it's gonna. Yeah, no, I don't think it is. 
And so will that happen with a guy like Dana White who physically did something? Yeah, I mean, Dana White's like a billionaire now. So, may I, may I, listen, I don't know. I have no idea. I guess it depends who you are, who's complaining about you, and, um, you know, who you answer to, right? Yeah, but do, do you not see Because all those, the, those you, things come into play. Yes, but don't you not see the craziness between the two things? I think Skip Bayless great. tweeted something foolish, and everybody wants him canceled. Yes. This other guy physically assaulted his wife on camera. Yeah. And is there a campaign from people to cancel him? Not that I've seen yet. So explain to me what I'm I'm not in that world, but not that I've seen yet. Well, part of it is also, you know, do people like you or not like you? Okay. I mean, that's not right. But that is, I think that's part of it. You're not wrong. Right. In Dana's world, he's beloved. And I'm not comparing the two. The only reason I bring it up is because both have happened in the last 12 hours. Yeah, Dana's was New Year's Eve, which is what, three days ago. Right. But we didn't know about it till, or at least Uh, I don't know about it. Last night he came out. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. This morning is when I saw it. So recently. Probably tough to book him as a guest now, right? I mean,. You can put him on. He's just going to have to answer a lot of questions. Like, what, what, would you, what would you even say to yeah, him? Yeah, you know what's weird, right. Craig? You're right. It's not really questions for him. It's questions for those above him. Because, like, what do you say to Dana White? Dana, should you be fired? I mean, right. He's going to say, I no. run. I run the league. Right. Like, you no know, joke, he has more power over MMA than Goodell has over the NFL. It's his little fight. So who's the company that owns it? I think CAA owns it now. CAA they bought it. owns it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure CAA bought it. It's yeah. owned and operated by Zuffa, a whole No, no. So Zuffa, Zuffa is the founder. Oh, God. But CAA bought it from them. Parent company is Endeavor. Endeavor, yeah. Okay. Or is that William Morris? Pardon me. Maybe it's William Morris. Yeah, that's uh, WME. Yeah, it's William Morris Endeavor. I apologize. Yes. Okay. Not CAA. My bad on that. That's the other big agency. So they would make the decision. William Morris would have to make the decision. Yeah. That's Interesting. Right. And uh, I'd have to check. Isn't William Morris Endeavor? The president um, is Mark Shapiro. Yeah, I know Mark. <laughs> Look at you. Yeah. I, I know Mark. I know Mark. Okay. I've met with Mark. Yeah, we had a couple <laughs> meetings back in the day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we're buddies. I but know. I, I think isn't Ari Emanuel the uh, the head honcho over there? So he would be the one to decide. I don't know. Maybe he's CAA. <laughs> I don't freaking know. I just looked it up on the internet. And that's what I came up with. President yeah. of William Morris Endeavor, Mark, Mark Shapiro. Yeah, nice guy too. Okay. Yeah. What's he gonna do? But he, you know, it's weird about Mark Shapiro. He has one of those standing desks. That's I, not weird. That's common these I, days. I don't understand that at all. You know who's a big standing desk guy? Who? One of our coworkers. Is that right? Yeah. A standing desk guy? That's right. I hate the standing desk. Does on-air shows, I think, sometimes with a standing desk. Who? Keith McPherson. No. Yeah. Am I wrong? No, I he does I... a lot of... He brings in what looks like a... Is that where that thing was here the other day? Maybe. Like a black folding table <laughs> yes, kind of thing? Yeah, he puts it on top there and stands up. Yep. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the most uncomfortable thing in the world. The standing desk. I can see why it makes sense, though, because sometimes sitting for all these hours, it caused a welt on my elbow. Yeah, which looks good, by the way. Thank you. You know, the first time, where is it? There, I see the standing desk there right it there. Is. The Keith McPherson standing yeah, desk. The first time I ever saw this, I don't need it in here. I get it. It's a desk. You stand <laughs> next to it. I don't need, I don't need a, a, a display. I don't need it to point it out to me. You don't want to start doing shows standing? No, I'll never. Well, I do, I'll, I do in the morning. Would SNY <laughs> adjust the cameras? No, there's nobody there to adjust the cameras. Yeah. No, first time I told you I ever saw a standing desk was uh, at the NFL offices. Um, um, Rich Eisen. No, the guy that used to be in charge of replays that now works for Fox or CBS. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
Mr. Bobolina, Mr. Bob Dabolina. Blandino. Dean Blandino. Uh, Dean Blandino. So I went to Dean Blandino's office, and he's standing. And the desk is, like, nipple high. I'm like, Dean, what's this? He goes, standing desk. Standing like, desk. The worst thing I've ever seen. Do you not like standing? I love standing. Yeah, you stand on the TV show. Yes, yes. That's because that... I fidget too much. Oh. Yeah. So what do you prefer, standing or sitting? Uh, I, a couch, actually. <laughs> yes. If I could do the show laying down. Oh, so speaking of which, let's uh, break some news. What's going to happen to Bayless? Is he going to get fired? I have no idea. You think I'm a, uh, <laughs> you think they tell me? Uh, he's getting a lot of heat, this Skip Bayless. Yes, he is. Yes, and he apparently, is. I read on the internet that he did the show by himself. Shannon Sharp wasn't even on the show today. Uh, that is, uh, I read that. I believe that is true. Is that true? Uh, I mean, I saw the same thing you saw. So what the hell yeah. happened? Did he Again, say I'm, I'm not, not doing the show I just do my thing. Dude. I don't put my nose in other people's I'm things. You do that around here? No, I don't. Never? Never. Never once. I don't know what the hell's going on around this All place. Right. I just keep myself right here. I'm on the straight and narrow. <laughs> I do my job. I go home. I do my job. I go home. You know what I think happened? Can I give you a theory? Yeah. So last night on social media, if you didn't see it, Skip Bayless fired off a tweet that, you know, pissed a lot of people off. He was getting pummeled by athletes all night long. Yeah. And I'm thinking, since he's partnered with a professional athlete, a former athlete, that Shannon Sharp was like, I can't do the show with this guy. I'm getting killed. I get killed based on all the other athletes that are pissed off at the guy I sit next to. So unless I come on TV and just verbally assault him, I can't do it. That's my theory. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, I'll inquire tomorrow for yeah, you. Yeah, find out. I'll find out for you. I like you. the drama. Uh, do you? Yeah, it's fun. It doesn't involve me. It doesn't involve you. I'm good. By the way, that's the best kind of drama there is. I agree. Doesn't involve me. Doesn't involve you. Sit back, make some popcorn, and wait for somebody to offer me a job. <laughs> <laughs> here's uh, here's Roy in Edison, New Jersey, home of Harold's Deli, the greatest deli for pastrami and corned beef in the entire world. What's going on, Roy? Hey, I just um, wanted to comment. I think ABC needs to be really um, given kudos uh, watching the game. Once they realized that Hamlin was seriously hurt, they never showed the replay again. They never went for the sensationalism. I thought that was a really classy move. Well, on I thought the, the best decision they made, and the, I'm sure it was an easy one, they have video of the CPR, and they never showed that, and that was the right thing to do out of respect to Hamlin. Yeah. Um, because, the you know, Joe Buck's looking at it, Troy Aikman's looking at it, and they reference it, you know, that they're feverishly working on him, which we've all yeah. seen in the movies, that kind of thing. And I thought they were very classy and not showing that. I agree with you. Yeah, they they didn't put their families and their friends through that. Yeah. Through the whole evening. So, I agree. And that just, okay, well, thanks for listening. Yeah, of course, Roy, you got it, buddy. And I agree. It was a good decision on you that. You know, part. there's, it's funny. You know, when you watch sporting events on TV, we sometimes, collectively, you know, take for granted great announcers, like an Iron Eagle, a Jim Nance, or whomever. Pick your favorite one. I don't care the network. And when you hear people that aren't at that level, it's like, you know, nails on a chalkboard. You know, Joe Buck is one of the great play-by-play -play announcers in the history of the broadcast medium. And having a guy like that doing it last night, you know, we were fortunate because he understands what to do, what not to do. Right. Uh, and I think, you know, you know, they're seeing things that you and I couldn't see as viewers. And I can only imagine, you know, how difficult that was for them watching, you know, the life-saving procedures on the field. Because it's something they've never seen. Yeah. So I just, I applaud them. I just think they did a really, really good job. And listen, you know, 
That's why they're paid what they're paid, and that's why they're among the best at you know, what they do. Joe Buck gets a lot of crap, or at least he has over oh, the years. He's so good, though. I think he's tremendous. I've always, I've never under fully understood the dislike for Joe Buck, and it exists, and I don't get it. Ah, uh, he's a little swarmy on TV. You know the hair plugs. There we go. Um, now you just explain it. Well, I'm just saying, like he, the weird face he makes when he's looking at his partner. You know, <laughs> uh, he's just you know he's one of them guys. But you know, I don't watch. But all that stuff doesn't matter. It's calling a game, and it's being up for the big moment. And, and he's, he's as good up. as anybody who's ever he's done. As, it. I agree with you. Yeah. And at first, it was weird when he did football because you thought of Joe Buck and you said baseball, baseball, baseball. Sure. And it took a while, but now. When I think of Joe Buck, I'm actually starting to th I think football might be more than baseball. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.